Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Josh Noble. India's ruling BJP and opposition Congress parties have been competing to outdo each other in showering giveaways on farmers ahead of parliamentary elections. Jotsna Singh discusses what's going on and whether it will make a real difference to life in rural India with Amy Kasmin. Amy, both the ruling BJP and Congress seem to be engaged in a war to outdo each other in giveaways to farmers. Tell us what's been going on. India's political scene has actually been shaken up quite dramatically in the last couple of weeks when the Congress party won state elections in three states that had been previously ruled by the BJP. Those states are Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan and Chhattisgarh. As part of their pre-election campaign and their platform, they had promised to waive off farmers' loans as a means of appealing to rural voters, which is a very important constituency in all of these states. So when they won power, they moved swiftly to fulfill their pledge, and in fact, they've announced large-scale waivers of farmers' outstanding debts to state banks. In response to that, the two BJP-ruled states have also announced some giveaways. The state of Assam, which is under the BJP, has announced that it's also going to be waiving off some farmers' loans to the tune of around $85 million. And the state of Gujarat suddenly announced that it was going to waive off outstanding rural electricity bills that were owed by around 600,000 households or enterprises. And these establishments and homes had actually been cut off from the grid for non-payment of their bills. So the government announced that they're going to waive off these outstanding power bills, which are worth around 92 or 95 million dollars and allow people to get reconnected for a very token payment. One of the key themes of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's campaign in 2014 general elections was to end the era of handouts in India, which he blamed on decades of the Congress Party rule, saying that the culture of largesse had made it difficult to pull people out of poverty. So why is his party doing the same thing now? So that's really interesting. The BJP has in fact been super critical of Rahul Gandhi and the Congress party as they've rolled out and moved on these farm waivers. There's been commentary in some publications that are seen as close to the BJP that have called him financially very irresponsible and the mainstream business press has also expressed concern about this. But the fact of the matter is that the BJP actually started this trend nearly a year ago during the Uttar Pradesh state elections, which they saw as critical for consolidating their power in the country. And during that campaign, the BJP promised a farm loan waiver. And when the BJP got power, one of the first things that the new chief minister did was a farm loan waiver worth around 56 billion dollars. So it really is a bit of a case of the pot now calling the kettle black. And basically, I think this reflects how competitive the electoral situation is. While India's economy is growing very fast, there's a discontented rural electorate that has a very large say in elections. Their votes are up for grabs. Economists have been very critical of this competitive populism. Let's listen to what former Central Bank Governor Raghuram Rajan had to say about loan waivers for farmers. 
Certainly there is reason to think about farm distress, but the question of whether the flows to farmers is best affected by waiving loans, after all there's only a subset of farmers who get those loans, and so it often goes to the best connected rather than the most poorly off. And second, it obviously creates enormous problems for the fiscal of the state once those waivers are done. And I think, unfortunately, it inhibits investment down the line. So, Amy, how worrying are these populist measures for the economy? Is it something that can really make a difference to farmers? So, look, these large farm loan waivers are coming at a time when India really doesn't have a lot of fiscal space to play with. The central government is struggling to meet its own fiscal deficit target and keep it down to its target of 3.3% of GDP. Meanwhile, the state's fiscal deficits have been largely rising, and the combined deficits of the state and central governments is now over 6%, as it has been for several years. So in fact, overall, India's public finances haven't really improved much during the years of the Modi administration. If states are giving away large sums of money to underwrite farm loan waivers, it means they have less funds available for more productive forms of investment, such as building rural infrastructure. I think no one would begrudge spending that people thought would actually make a long-term sustainable difference and improve the lives of farmers, many of whom are mired in poverty. But the problem is twofold. Number one, these farm loan waivers tend to go to the better off of the farmers because they're the ones that actually are able to access loans from the public sector banks, which are going to be giving the farm loan waiver. But number two, there's also a feeling that, in fact, a farm loan waiver isn't really the answer to the woes of the agricultural sector. One of the biggest problems that farmers face is that the Indian government is trying to do two things at the same time. On one hand, they talk about raising farmers' incomes and helping farmers get out of poverty, but they're also extremely concerned with keeping urban food prices low. And they do that through their trade policy. So they allow and disallow the export of agricultural commodities. Farmers that have grown this or that may be allowed to export them, until the government suddenly decides that the price is rising too high and then they suddenly slam down the lid on exports and the prices crash. So farmers' long-term gains would actually come if they were in a more predictable environment. Farmers never know whether they'll be able to export or not. So the long-term benefit to farmers will come from more productive investment in infrastructure, including things like drip irrigation, but also So more predictable, consistent trade policies that will allow farmers to make better choices and realize the benefit of higher prices when world market prices for their crops rise. Right now, they are denied those benefits. The farm loan waiver is really, frankly, just an expensive band-aid that will do nothing to cure the underlying illness. That was Jotsna Singh talking to our South Asia Bureau Chief, Amy Kasman. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com forward slash offer.
Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.